Well, good morning. Yeah, so as we begin this morning, uh, perhaps uh, just a conversation as a family about um, the loss of a father. Again, as I mentioned to you before Mass, Bishop Mario Eduardo Darsonville uh, went to the Lord on Friday night. May he rest in peace. And my, my heart's been in lots of different places over the last 48 hours. I, on a Friday night when I, I got the phone call informing me of his, of his death, um, I, I think I was just shocked. You know, whether you knew the bishop or not, I think losing someone in our Catholic family, uh, specifically the, the, the head, right, uh, our, our bishop, it, it affects lots of us in different ways. And, and, and since the immediate shock, my, my mind has, has moved to uh, certainly uh, reflections of gratitude, but, but in different ways than perhaps others would articulate. I'm, I'm grateful just for his yes. I mean, again, to put this into perspective, as we had shared together almost a year ago when he first arrived, Bishop Dorsonville was, was in Washington, D.C., which was a home for him. He had friends and rhythm and ministry. He had security. Uh, he knew what he knew and, and was, was just living his life. And within one phone call, the phone call that informed him that he was to be our bishop, everything changed. And there's a lot of humanity uh, behind the office of the bishop that few people, I think, appreciate. He left all his friends and moved to an area where he didn't know anyone. He had to move houses and pack up an office and, and come here and get to know people and, and a culture that, that, that's just completely different than the one that he was living in. He, he came to not just our diocese, but when he came to this, he came to a diocese that was just months <laughs> uh, reeling from the worst hurricane on record in Louisiana. He, he, does, he doesn't have a degree in hurricane relief. Um, he, just, he just said yes and walked into a people and a culture and um, a need, and yet he just said yes. And, and I'm grateful for his generosity of his yes. Also remember with great uh, generosity, um, I think his love for people. My, my mom uh, and my dad uh, were on the island a few months ago. We celebrated my mom's 80th birthday. And um, as I often do, thinking of things at the last minute, I reached out to Bishop Dorsonville asking him to record a video from my mom. Now he's never met my mom. and. I don't really know him super, super well. But within an hour, there was a video on my phone from Bishop Dorsonville speaking to my mom, wishing her a happy 80th birthday. In the midst of all the things that go through his head and his life and his day, um, you can see from the photographs, he loved people. 
And, and that was absolutely beautifully clear. I am grateful. Um, it just happens to be uh, Father P.J. Madden, who was our administrator in between Bishop Fobb and Bishop Dorsonville, has since now returned to, to the, the motherland of Ireland, where he is from. He was actually in town this weekend for a wedding. And, and he went to visit Bishop Dorsonville in the hospital and, and shared with him the anointing of the sick on Thursday night. Just completely coincidental, providential, probably in the Lord, right? Just grateful for um, that, that that was available to him. What's in my heart, I think there's shock, I think there's gratitude, and there, there are a whole lot of questions, right? And so I don't know what's in your heart as you either hear the news or have heard the news, but as I share with you three quotes today, the first is this one, the only place to start is to be where you are. Say that with me. The only place to start is to be where you are. One more time. The only place to start is to be where you are. I say that all the time at funerals, and I just think that there's great wisdom in that. God never expects us to be where we aren't. He will always meet us where we are. Loves us too much to leave us there. But the same God who leaves the 99 to go after the one is a God who will always meet us where we are. And so... The only place to start today as um, a disciple, as a parish family, even as a diocese, is, is the only place to start is to be where we are. That means we have to just be honest with what's here. Whether there is um, pressing emotion like shock or grief, or, or whether for some of us maybe you didn't know the bishop or you're Maybe the rhythm of life, uh, you feel maybe less connected to a bishop. Wherever you are, that's where we start the process. Amen? Second quote. Life is a lot less about what you're facing and a lot more about where you're looking. I'm going to say that again, then we're going to say it together. Life is a lot less about what you're facing and a lot more about where you're looking. Say that with me. Life is a lot less about what you're facing and a lot more about where you're looking. When we start where we are, it's important for us, no matter what we're facing, whether it be our own emotions or our questions about the bishop, it's important for us to be looking right here. Right? No matter what's in your heart, no matter what... what Maybe the, the news of us losing our bishop engenders in you. N none of what happens here is bad. But this is the only place that it makes sense right here. Now, now, now we know this well here. We've been schooled in this because in the last two and a half years of our life, life is a lot less about what we're facing, right? And a lot more about where we're looking, and I think that if we just keep our eyes collectively together as a family, if we keep our eyes on the Lord who has his eyes on us, right, then, then, then we, we know what to do. We, we know how to make sense of everything, and we don't get caught up in things that are bigger than us, right? 
Life is a lot less about what you're facing, a lot more about where we're looking. Can we just keep our eyes together on the Lord? Especially just pray for, for his family, his friends, not only here in the diocese, but in Washington, D.C., that, that they would have the grace to keep their eyes on the Lord in the midst of it all. Three quotes today. The first, right? Only place to start is to be where you are. Number two, life is a lot less about what you're facing, a lot more about where you're looking. And the third is God is never surprised. Say this with me. God is never surprised. Now, let me, I love you, so let me, let me fatherly put that into context. I'll start with a little personal story. You've heard me say this before. When I was in seminary, um, I entered the seminary probably at the age of 23. I was ordained at the age of 29. I first heard the call when I was 15. And about six months before I was ordained a deacon, um, I, I think I probably reached the greatest point of struggle in my discernment. I mean, I was on the precipice of being ordained a deacon, and I was, I was struggling the most. Let's just say I was 27 at that point. And I brought it to spiritual direction, and Father Hampton, with great wisdom, said, God's not surprised. He says, Mark, it's not like God called you when you were 15, and now that you're 27, God's looking at your struggle, and God's like, man, I never saw that coming, right? Like, God's not surprised. God knew when you were 15 what your struggle would be six months before ordination. And he still called you. And I, I, I found great solace in that, great comfort in that. Huh. Now, God didn't cause my struggle. He, 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 he was in it, and, and I was stronger be, because of it. But, but God's never surprised. He, he, he's there. He's faithful. Likewise. I don't know. I, I don't know. All of the big questions or the answers to the big questions about uh, Bishop Dorfenville's death. Why would God allow it or why did it happen? Why would God give us a bishop and then less than a year later, why would he why would he die? I, that's maybe a little bit above our pay grade for today. We could climb into those later on, but here's what I do know. I trust God. There is nothing about him that's untrustworthy. His track record is impeccable. What he has done for us is far, far more than we could ever have deserved. I, I do believe he is trustworthy. Number two, I believe that, that he's active and alive right now. You've heard me say hundreds of times, just because he died doesn't mean he's dead, right? I believe he's active and alive. I believe that he called apostles. I believe he called Andrew. I believe he called Peter. I believe he was actively engaged in their calling. I believe he was actively engaged in their forming. I believe he was actively involved in their sending. And as Jesus ascended to heaven, he was still involved in their life. I believe God 
is moving. And in ways that sometimes are mysterious and sometimes ways that are beyond answers to questions. I believe that God sent us Bishop Dorsonville, and I, I rejoice in the gift of who he is and his legacy. And I believe that God knows exactly what he wants to do in leading us. I think, he, I think God is ready to give us a, another bishop, whoever that is, that God's going to guide us from now until then. I think God is going to be with us as we grieve. I think God is with us today in the midst of a lot of emotion and a lot of messiness. I don't believe God's surprised. I think God is with us. And He is as much leading us through the grief as He was leading us before Bishop Dorsonville's death. And if God is leading us, the question is today is can we follow? Now, I don't know where he's taking us, but I do know that when I get caught up with, well, where are we going? I lose sight of who I'm following. My life is always safer, is more secure when I stop trying to figure out where, where are we going? And I just, I stay with, I, I, I'm following you. Sometimes I think there's a temptation to look at the path rather than the one we're walking with. And, and I think that's the invitation for us right now. Can, can we be led by a God who wants to lead, who's faithful, who's with us? And if that's the safety, then here's the invitation. Can we pray? Can we pray that Bishop Dorsonville um, is with the Lord, receiving God's mercy and, and hearing those words, well done, good and faithful servant? Can we pray for Bishop Dorsonville? Number two, can we pray for our beloved diocese? Um, Hundreds of thousands of, of Christians who are walking on the journey. Many of them who are grieving because they were so close to Bishop Dorsonville. Others who have questions. Can, can we just pray for our diocese? And thirdly, can we pray for our next bishop? Not, not, that doesn't mean we, we don't have reverence for, for Bishop Dorsonville. I think Bishop Dorsonville is praying for our next bishop. And can we pray whoever is going to be elected tomorrow to be our next administrator. So I'm going to ask that you do something. In fact, I'm going to ask that you do it before you get in your car. I'm going to ask that you put an alarm in your phone for 3 p.m. I'm going to ask that you do it before you get in your car, but don't do it now. I'll remind you at the end of Mass. At 3 p.m., that your alarm would go off every day at 3 p.m. That's the hour when he gave his life, Right? at 3 p.m. every day, and that you would pray for Bishop Dorsonville, for our diocese, and for um, whoever is going to be entrusted to, to help us walk to our next bishop. 3 p.m. every day. And if we all do that, then every day at 3 o'clock, 
we will be reminded of God's presence that will shower a world of grace that we often can't see. And we will know that the Lord is with us in the midst of where we are. Amen? How about we pray together now? In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Heavenly Father, we um, surrender to you the soul of Bishop Mario Eduardo Darsenville. May he rest in peace, and may his souls and the souls of all the faithful departed through the mercy of God rest in peace. We pray that he who was united to your son in a death like his may also be one with him in his resurrection. We pray for the repose of the soul of Bishop Dorsonville. We also pray for our beloved diocese. We pray for people from, from Grand Isle to Morgan City. We pray for people in, in Terrebonne and Lafouche Parish. We pray for the young and the old. We pray for those who are on the fringe and those who are adoring you daily. We pray that all of the Christian people of our beloved diocese, that we would keep our eyes on you. We pray for those who are grieving, that the Lord might touch their hearts in a very particular way. And we pray for the mission that has been entrusted to your, your, your church, that we would continue to proclaim the gospel and form disciples, and that we would particularly uh, be good stewards of your resources as we respond to Hurricane Ida. And Lord, we do pray for uh, our College of Consultors that at 11 o'clock tomorrow morning, that it would be you and you alone that would have access to their minds and hearts. That just as the Holy Spirit guided the apostles in the Council of Jerusalem, and just as the Holy Spirit has guided your church for the last 2,000 years, that you would be made manifest in the minds and hearts of the priests that will be discerning who it is that you desired to guide our diocese in this particular time. And Lord, whoever our next bishop is, wherever he is, may May he be growing in holiness. May he be growing in humility. And in this time of preparation that is unknown to him, may he decrease so that you may increase so that there's a lot less of him when he arrives in our diocese and a lot more room for you to be the the source that, that drives him as our new bishop. May your kingdom come and your will be done. And we ask all this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen.